Hey guys, welcome back to Joko Yo, and we are going into part two of, well, I mean, obviously a two-parter story, um, sort of connecting to the previous one, uh, this previous episode um, called Little Runaway. This episode is, I guess we're going to call it Big Runaway. <laughs> Why the heck not? It works. And this is going to bridge upon um, a certain character from the previous episode, a man named Thomas Norris. Now, if you don't recall, we're looking at the early 1600s, and um, in the last podcast, we, or the last episode, we checked out how a lot of settlers came to Johnston County, and Thomas Norris seems completely unconnected to that path whatsoever, and, and he pretty much is, but he's connected to Roger Green of, of Nansamon County, Virginia, and therefore Green's Path, and therefore Smithfield. You'll have to hear it to get the whole story. It's a pretty good one. This one is going to follow along with the previous podcast, uh, the character named Thomas Norris, who ran away from home at 11 years old and never, ever came back and never, ever made contact. I could not imagine being that boy's father. Well, this is going to jump on to the Norris story, and just, just for some... Just for full disclosure purposes, I actually discovered some of this story way back. Um, my grandmother was a Norse, and I discovered some of this stuff, but certainly not all, until I began doing research. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, these these are these are my relatives, and you know, you can't pick them, especially when they came a hundred, two, three hundred years before you. So I can't. I can't fix them, but still, it's going to tie in Johnston County pretty heavily. So going back to Thomas Norris, we're looking at 1637. Thomas Norris is going to move to Maryland, the brand new colony of Maryland, while maintaining a home in Nansamon County, Virginia, right on the coast. Now, as a result of having two houses, he's going to have kids with his wife, Ann Henson, and he's going well, to have two homes. So, therefore, some of his children were born as a result in Maryland, and some of them are going to be born in Virginia. And so, not to get all caught up in the begats, uh, who begat who and who begat who, I'm just going to skip a generation or five. I mean, I could say Thomas begat Jeffrey Edward. Jeffrey Edward begat John Mark. John Mark begat Edward Norris, who begat Josiah, who begat William, and so on. Okay, this Norris family was prodigious. Lots of children, lots of marriages over the years. And some people, multiple marriages because health care was not what it, well, never mind. <laughs> say we're still not there. But Josiah's father, Josiah Norris, this is going to be the great-grandson, great-great-grandson of this Thomas Norris from the previous episode. Josiah Norris, living in Nansamon County, is going to bring his family to the Johnston County area, taking Green's Path. Around 1740, Josiah, Josiah Norris, well, the people that are coming here came from, came from the south, a lot of them did, came, from, came along the south, along the Cape Fear River and the tributaries, and also from Green's Path from the Albemarle region. Now, again, the records are sketchy, but it seems that the Norrises sort of came from both directions, but still from the same family. According to the records, Josiah Martin came from Nansamon County, even though he has a cousin that came out of Charleston. I mean, if you know these Nor if you know Norris's 
I'm not saying all, but at least my group, yeah, this makes perfect sense. Now, I cannot tell you at all what prompted Josiah Martin to come to Johnston County. I mean, really, if you look in 1600s, Johnston County really, really, nothing's going to differentiate it from Nash, except for the fact that there is a river connecting it to the colonial capital. Now, again, I can't tell you what prompted Josiah to come. That's not been recorded. But some stayed, some Norris's stayed, and can be counted as some of Johnston's earliest settlers, these Norris's. Now, some of the Norris's stayed, as is evidenced by the sheer numbers of Norris's living in the area in the early 1700s. Now, some of their cousins left, some went back to Virginia, some went to Georgia, and this is where my people split off. Because one of Josiah's sons, William, was born in 1757 in Johnston County, presumably in the southwest corner bordering Cumberland, which was founded in 1754. William Norris, born in Johnston, well, both Josiah and son William are going to serve in the American Revolution, as was commonplace that both were awarded land for their service by the new American government. You can't give them money if you don't have a bank from which you meant money, so they were awarded land instead. So, receiving land, now you don't get to pick your land, the land's picked for you. They are given land in, a, in Wilkes County, Georgia. So, they both move to their new land. They didn't have land before. William got married in 1788. This is now, 1788, is going to be just after the Revolution. A child was born the very next year. This is in Wilkes County, Georgia. But remember the Johnson County connection. A child was born the next year, another two years later, another two years later, three years another, two years another. I told you these guys were, were prodigious. Lots of kids. One born the next year and then another the next. Boy had ten kids and that was normal. Now, child number six was born around 1800, and he also named him William. Well, William Hutchinson Norris in Georgia. His father had been born um, in Johnston, and but William Hutchinson Norris is born in Georgia, even though the connection's there. Now, the family's going to relocate to Jasper County, Georgia in 1812, and then on to Alabama in 1820, around a place called Spring Hill, William Hutchinson Norris, unlike most of his forebears, including the one from Johnston County, decided to stay a bit. Typically, they, they move around, but okay. He made some money, eventually maintaining a large enough plantation um, that he gained political power. It also helped that he served in the Mexican-American War and, again, received land for his service, just like his father did. But he gained enough political power to be elected to the Alabama State Senate. He was also an attorney. At the close of the American Civil War, apparently William Hutchinson Norris, Senate from Senator, Alabama Senator, big landowner, well, at the close of the American Civil War, the South is lost, Alabama's in the South, William Hutchinson Norris decided that the new United States was no place for him. Many in the South had the same thought. In fact, Confederate General Kirby Smith decided to lead a group of Confederates, and they ran away from the United States to form a brand new community in Mexico. They stayed. Some other Confederates uh, booked one-way passage to British Honduras. William Hutchinson Norris, whose father was born in Johnston County, led a group to Brazil. And he apparently dug up a jar of gold upon hearing of Lee's surrender, paid for the passage to Brazil for him, and almost his entire family. Now, why 
Brazil? Well, the largest, most expensive, and deadliest war in the history of the Western Hemisphere did not go unnoticed, especially by other leaders in the Western Hemisphere. The leader of Brazil, in particular, Emperor Dom Pedro, I can't say it. In particular, Emperor Dom Pedro II saw an opportunity. Seeing that the plantation-based confederacy was about to collapse, he bought newspaper ads all throughout the South at the close of the war, encouraging plantation owners to bring their seeds, their families, their knowledge, experience, and slaves to Brazil. Your plantations here, he said, will be larger by far than your plantations in America. And by the way, slavery is still legal here. Okay. On December 27, 1865, the son of Johnston County man and his and his own son left America to seek his fortune in Brazil. They arrived in Rio de Janeiro, January 6, left Rio for Santos on the way to Sao Paulo, where they began to reserve land for their families and friends. They purchased an ox cart, loaded their belongings, and walked northward. Mr. William Hutchinson Norris led the way for eventually 20,000 ex-Confederates. 20,000 ex-Confederates. 20,000, oh my goodness, that's a huge number. 20,000 ex-Confederates to Brazil, where they were called Confederados by the local population. And following the pattern set by his own grandparents, he decided to run away. Dom Pedro wanted to compete with American cotton, so he got American cotton farmers. Mr. Norris was one of those. Alabama, Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Georgia, and South Carolina, some North Carolina. All these guys, I mean, you've got guys from all these places that decide to leave and go to Brazil. And the very first of all of these migrants to Brazil was Mr. William Hutchinson Norris, who was the main player in the foundation of Santa Barbara do Oeste and the village of Americana. Now, you have other ones. You got a guy named Charles Grandison Gunter of Chatham County. Went to, he, he went, but his colony fell in, in, in rain, malaria. He couldn't make it. But... William Norris's sort of did. In fact, some now many Confederados did move back when Reconstruction ended, and they were able to go back to a place that they recognized because, oh well, some stayed like Mister Norris, and you can still even today, twenty twenty, hear names like Watson, Norris, today being spoken at the annual Festa Confederata in the town of Americana founded by the son of a Johnston County resident, William Hutchinson Norris. There was also a colony called New Texas, but Americana lived on. Not only is there the festival, you can still hear, according to the research I've done, southern speech patterns. You can see southern fried chicken being cooked. It's a very distinctive civilization, different than what we see in other parts of of Brazil. And that concludes that episode. Y'all, that's been fun. And of course, of course, of course, leave it to a fella from Johnston County. Well, I'll just stop there. 
He's also a distant relative. I have no idea what great he is. He's one of the great uncle, cousin, I don't know. But either way, there you go. And yes, look it up if you wish. I found it pretty fascinating. The town of Americana, spelled the way you think it's American, and then an A in Brazil. It just blows my mind. Anyway, y'all, it's been a fun podcast, fun episode. And until next time, y'all be good.